0: Welcome to That's What She Did. This is one of your hosts, T, along with Michelle Talbert. And we're coming to you every day during the month of March to bring you these stories of inspiring everyday Wonder Women that you've probably never heard of. So grab a mimosa and buckle in. We're about to begin. Hey, Michelle. Hey, T. How are you? I'm so good today. How are you?
1: I am awesome. It's another episode of That's What She Did, so how can I not be awesome?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's our thing that we love to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And share it with the world. So we're always excited to be here. We hope everyone is excited to be joining us. For sure. So today I have... I have a a kind of a quick profile on a woman who's local to Colorado, Mm. Um, but I think it's a really inspiring story, and I think it's important for a lot of reasons, and you'll find out why, and I think that you in particular are going to like it, Michelle, because it's law related. So this this woman comes from the field of law, and she has been a trailblazer in the state of Colorado. So I'm excited to share her. That's with exciting. You <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about Justice Monica Marquez. So Monica Marquez is one of 12 um, excuse me, I'm back up for a second. Here we goes. Okay, so Monica Marquez is the first Latina and first openly gay person to serve in the Colorado State Supreme Court. Oh, wow. She was appointed in 2010, and she is one of only 12 openly LGBT state Supreme Court justices currently serving in all of the United States. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that alone is, is really cool to hear. Now, she comes from a background of law. So her father, Jose Marquez, was the first Latino judge in the Colorado Court of Appeals. So she's following in dear old dad's footsteps. I'm sure um, her family is incredibly proud of, of what she's accomplished so far, being a first right. in Colorado. Right, um, so she was appointed September eighth of two thousand and ten by then democratic Governor Bill Ritter. Mm-hmm. what I think is particularly interesting about her is um she was his his first choice um, and won from among three candidates to be appointed to the Colorado Supreme Court um, but she was also came highly recommended from her Republican former attorney, the Attorney General John Southers. Uh, so she, even though, you know, being a first, being a minority in a couple of different ways, was sort of this bridge builder in the state of Colorado where, you, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this interesting kind of paradox in Colorado where we're known for being kind of a... a uh, you know, a rural Western state. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's most of Colorado is not urban, except mm-hmm. for a couple of cities, Denver being the biggest, of course. And, um, you know, Denver metro area is, is pretty democratic. It's pretty liberal with the rest of the state being much more conservative. Um, so I think to be a, a first Latina and, and first openly gay woman to serve On the colorado supreme court and to have had the support of both democrats and republicans in being appointed to that position speaks a lot to who she is as a person right um and definitely being a bridge builder and somebody that is a unifying force and somebody who proved herself to be trustworthy and fair and and everybody was able to look at her and go yup Right, right, the <laughs>
1: right, right. I mean, it's that—that's definitely that. Be so good they can't ignore you. Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I—I I love the story for that reason alone. Not only is she a couple of firsts for this state, um, but a little bit about her background. So she was actually born in Austin, Texas, but grew up in Grand Junction, Colorado, and graduated as valedictorian of Grand Junction High School in 1987. Now, Grand Junction is a pretty rural community it's you know near the western edge of the state Uh, it's pretty conservative area and so I I don't you know I don't know what her upbringing was like coming up in Grand Junction it's a smaller town so I you know I imagine there was some adversity that she probably had to deal with being an openly gay woman you think (laughs) small town Colorado right right (laughs) right right Um, And, and, you know, that was the 80s. It was 1987. Um, But she's always been highly accomplished. So after being valedictorian of her high school, she went on and got her bachelor's degree from Stanford University in 91. Um, And then from there, she spent two years as a Jesuit in the Jesuit Volunteer Corps, working with at risk children in Camden, New Jersey and Philadelphia and the inner cities. She then went on to Yale Law School, um, getting her uh, doctor, juris doctor in 1997 and serving as editor of the Yale Law Journal.
1: Nice. That's a big deal. That's like a huge deal.
0: Yeah. It's like a big deal, right? To get that. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't go to law school, you know, but it seems like a big deal. <laughs>
1: President Obama was the first African-American um, uh, editor-in-chief of Law Journal at uh, Harvard uh, a law review at Harvard, so it's a big deal. And and Yale is number one law school in the country.
0: Right. So it's her credentials are just crazy yeah. impressive, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so from from Yale, she goes on to clerk for two federal judges. Of course. Um, in Massachusetts. Okay. And um, I don't I don't know if they were both in Massachusetts, but the Tenth mm-hmm. Circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went into private practice. She came back to Colorado and went into private practice before she joined the Colorado Attorney General's Office in 2002. And it was there working under the Colorado Attorney General, um, a Republican at the time. That's I was gonna say. That's a Republican, yeah. right? <laughs> yep, a Republican at the time when she um, was appointed to the Colorado Supreme Court. And I remember in 2010, when she got appointed, because I was just getting ready to start graduate school. um, Or I had like, I was maybe one semester in or I was just about to start. I remember it was around that time and it being a very big deal. Mm -hmm. um, And it was just like, all over the news and there was like, you know, all of a sudden I was like, wait, who? I've never heard of this person before. Wow. <laughs> um and then, you know, I, I went to this kind of reception thing at my college and I was like, oh, that's really impressive. Um so when we decided that we were going to do this podcast, I knew that I was going to profile Absolutely. her. <laughs> because that it's not I know, it's just too impressive. And and one thing that really stands out is that, so first of all, she there's, I don't have a quote for you. Right. I imagine because of her position that she doesn't speak publicly no, too much, they, right? Yes,
1: they have to be really careful. Right.
0: She has to be really careful. So there's there's not much <laughs> to find on her um, as far as social media or anything is like that. But one thing that I, I just, I want to be able to sit down and ask her about is how she dealt with... You know, keep in mind that she's a, a, appointed in 2010 to the highest court in the state of Colorado, and she's an, an openly gay woman living with her partner of many years. And it wasn't until what June of 2015 that marriage equity actually passed. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I'm just so curious to know what that's like when here you are you are the law of the, in the land, <laughs> you know, you right. over, these are the kind of things that you oversee um, and you have to not take a, p- a personal position and you have to just, you know, be as fair and unbiased as you possibly can. And, and although that passed at the federal level, I would just so love to know what that was like for her and, and how she thought about it at that time.
1: Right. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be very interesting. Her yeah. memoir should be very, very interesting
0: mm-hmm. to
1: read because you know she can talk about things in the past tense um, after she's off the bench when she retires, which yeah. is probably going to be a long time because she's pretty young, isn't she?
0: She would be about forty-seven or forty-eight now. Yeah,
1: she's my age. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. young. She's
0: got a long she's time. Long. I guess it. She's pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty. At one time, so um, one time I actually very briefly met her at this big reception thing when Chief Justice Sotomayor was mm. appointed to the court by Obama. She did kind of this tour when her book was released, mm. a, a book tour. So she came to Denver um, and she was in, they had just finished building the new Supreme Court and offices in Denver. And so they had a reception there and I don't know how, but I got myself into it. <laughs> nice. That's
1: exciting.
0: Yeah. That's great- it was really cool. Yeah. And they did tours of the um, justices offices, and you know, like we got to talk to them, and and she of uh, like everybody was really nice, but she just so stood out as being this really grounded, authentic person. Uh-huh. There was no no trace of arrogance about her. Mm -hmm. She was just so down to earth and just so, the word I want to use is joy, joyous. There was just like this joy about her and you could tell that she was like living her purpose. Like I could totally see her just kind of walking through those halls in her robe <laughs> and, and she, you know, awesome, she was totally the kind of person that like knows the names of the janitors and knows right. the names everybody in that and she stops and says hello to everybody and it was just it felt so good because at that time i was still doing campaign stuff mm-hmm. and that is not what you deal with on a daily sure. basis
1: <laughs> crunchy and curmudgeonly and all yes that and <laughs> yeah, absolutely to have joy and yes bring you- And, you know, to be quite frank, that goes right back to what you were saying earlier about how she was the law, right? She is the law. She's part of that process. And yet there were laws discriminating against her. Mm -hmm. And to still be able to have that joy in your spirit, I think is a big deal because it's it is hard. It's a, it's hard the battles to, that we fight politically and, and sociopolitically, um, and and legislatively and through the court system. And it feels like things move so slowly. So to actually be in that system and actually have laws against you, I mean, think about Thurgood Marshall fighting for mm-hmm. justice and you know equality with Brown v. Board of Education and just all of the milestones that people have made in our country when the law was against you. But yet you're right. part of the system, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you influence the system and hopefully you can make some changes within the system without getting jaded and losing your joy I think yeah it's that's, that's pretty phenomenal
0: that's great you had that up and say her name again please justice Monica Marquez
1: Marquez nice mm-hmm. nice I like that
0: yeah she was just such a breath of fresh air and I was so happy to have managed to get myself a ticket to that thing
1: absolutely <laughs> I think it's really exciting. Yeah, Yeah. that's definitely exciting. So this is a good episode. I like that because (laughs) I like that she's now, I mean, like you said, she's my age, so I'm feeling a little bit, um, shall we say, like a slacker. Uh, (laughs) 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 She has clearly achieved some stuff. Um, But, you know, we all have our lane to to operate with You're <laughs>
0: on a different journey, Michelle. You're on a different journey. Nothing about me at all. But one
1: thing, you know, actually, I will bring that up a little bit. Just when we're talking about all these amazing women, the one thing that we do hope is that we inspire, and that it is sometimes easy to look at someone else and say, "Oh my God, they're so much further along than I am." Mm-hmm. You know, even in our real lives, not just with people who are these amazing women who we're bringing to the fore now, but. Um, women who um, may be right there next to us, working next to us or sharing on social media. And it's so easy to feel like, oh my God, we started at the same time. And look, they've built this six or seven-figure business or they've done something that I haven't done yet. Um, But in all these ways, I hope to take away. And for me, honestly, the takeaway is that if they can do it, so can I. I can do my thing, whatever my thing is, whatever that it is. Um, and we do it in our own time and yeah. when we do it, it's exactly when and how it should be. Um, so yeah. I do hope people definitely take that away and that no one feels discouraged listening to these stories of triumph and trial and mm-hmm. tribulation and, uh, joy.
0: <laughs> Agree, Definitely no one should feel discouraged by listening to, you know, these profiles of these women in fact I was a little concerned like when we first started doing the research of these women I was like "Uh uh-oh I had that same moment where I was like I am a slacker what am I doing with my life right like I'm not even dealing with half of the struggles that
1: some of them are dealing with I love that you bring in women that are contemporary as well you know, so that we can learn about women who are still living and walking. And
0: and I think it's, it's just the way that, that you choose to think about it. We can either say, what am I doing with my life? Or we can say, man, like I have so much more that I can do and, and I can take this and be inspired um, and feel motivated and driven by what these other women have done and, and, And walk in my purpose. And I think that was the thing that I took away from meeting Justice Marquez, you know, although I don't know her personally, like, just like she shook my hand and moved on to the next person. I think it, it was very clear to me that, like I said, she was, she's walking in her purpose. Right and when you're walking in your purpose you were you just she was vibrating at a completely different level than almost every other person in the room and you know so i think it gives us individually something to strive for there's always room for improvement there's always something that we can reach for and for me that's what i want like i want to just be so in my purpose that I'm just vibrating at a different level than everybody else, you yeah, know? Yeah, I love that. Uh, so that's what I took away from, from the experience of meeting Justice Marquez and just learning about her story is, you know, to strive to walk in my purpose, to, to really be grounded in that and let that be the guiding force.
1: That's a great takeaway. I like that takeaway. <laughs> I
0: like that takeaway, yay! Yeah. Well, thank... Justice Marquez for being so driven. For sure. <laughs> it's so on sure. point with for everything. For sure.
1: Yeah, no, this is a good one. I'm excited. I think they're all great
0: ones. So I'm looking forward to our next episode. Yes, yes. So you guys tune in for the next one. That's our episode for today. And don't forget to write to us at That's What She Did podcast at gmail.com if you have a story to share. Don't be afraid to share your story. Um, for yourself, and share your stories about the women that are inspiring you as well. We want to hear all about it. And be sure to
1: share, subscribe, let us know what you think. You can drop a review in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to us now. We would love to hear from you because again, we're doing this for the month of March, but who knows, this may be something that continues if you think it's of value or you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning
0: in. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. You just heard an episode of That's What She Did, bringing you stories of incredible women doing incredible things. Make sure you join us again tomorrow as we bring you the deets on another everyday Wonder Woman to inspire you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Oh, and make sure you share it with your friends. Spread the love. Bye.